Welcome to the Garbage Pod. One pod, one load of garbage. 29 and 28. I've remanded in custody. There's something curious about this broadcast. Welcome back to the Garbage Pod for the second part of our I Predict a Riot 2014 episode. In part one of our annual prediction show, we revealed our first five predictions for 2014. So join Beer Show Jimmy Hastel, Paul Stoneman, and myself as we are about to announce... Number six. So, Apple unveil eyeglasses. Now, I did put in brackets, might not be the actual name that allow you to interact and watch media from iPad and iPhones. Going back to if I'd have put something along the lines of a new gadget or something that comes out that you can interact with the iPad and the iPhone, I might have been able to scrape a point there, but uh, alas, I called it by glasses. So, um, you, you, you're think, thinking along Google Glasses as well, weren't you? I was. Aren't yeah. they stopping that, the uh, Google Glass? Can't Apparently they? so. Yeah. Mm, yes. Which I'm sort of quite surprised at. I would have thought, well, unless they're going to bring something else out. I know they had a few problems with it, um, mm. but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too comfortable with it because it, even if you think it's off, it's um, the it, privacy, it could, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, the boys, the boys at Cheltenham probably got access to everything you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think there was a lot of things like people wearing wearing it in cinemas and not the, I mean, you know, oh, the that they qual- can record the, quality the film. Of that. Know, that seems <laughs> a bit excessive, but uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think there will be something along this the lines. I don't think it'll it's it's, it's dead and buried. I, I, I wouldn't put it past them to bring out a thing similar to a contact lens kind of thing that you actually put in your eye. Well, this is it. I think, um, yeah, that's, I don't know if that sounds very much like the Charlie Brooker. Yeah. Black that, Mirror. Which, yeah, uh, that's kind of, good. that's a bit scary. <laughs> it's scary, but it, you think, yeah, but that could happen, you know, sort of, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, maybe they'll make something that fits onto your glasses. Yeah, that or, could work. Like yeah. like the old clip on sunglasses. No, yeah, no, that no. sort of thing. Yeah, but again, it's um, as you say. You know, it's. It, I think that was the main thing. It was the privacy. Mm. But I well, mean, the cameras they- today are small enough that you could put them in a in a in a lot of. You could hide them. Yeah. But are we not inventing technology that we don't actually need? Well, that's 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 right. I mean, that was that, that was the comment from the chairman of um, of the Android, wasn't it? He said that we don't create things that people need; we just create things that people think they want. Um, yeah, or what what we make them think they want. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's yes. right. You know. Sales units—that's what the whole thing's about, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I was at uh, one of these um, American football rally things with Adri in Trafalgar Square last year, and um, they brought. A couple of the teams out to meet the crowd and everything. And it was, it was almost like, you know, Moses part in the, 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 the Dead yeah. Sea kind of thing. There was these, <laughs> where the crowd moved out the way for these players to walk down. And there was a three or four of them had one of these Google Glass things on. And, yeah. um, of course they're trying to 
take in everything as they're walking around. And it, the, the way they were moving their head to get it, it, it was like looking at members of the Borg walking <laughs> down the... <laughs> well, it, it, it's crazy, isn't it? Because um, I was there. Apparently, they've banned uh, football matches, these um, selfie poles or yeah, selfie, selfie sticks. Poles. Yeah, yeah. Selfie sticks. Yeah. Because... You know, I mean, they could be used for other things. Being a but, weapon, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it, that, that, that you've got these sticks to take selfies. Yeah. I've seen people with them out the window of their car whilst they're driving. Yeah, well, that's right, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it, well, I, I was um, I was in, I stopped over in Faro because I was flying to um, see my son in Poland, and uh, there was some tourists Looking, walking around Faro, and um, they had this one of them had a, a GoPro on a stick, <laughs> and was walking around and sort of moving it around, like you were saying with these people, sort of scanning with their head, but they were scanning it with this. And you, you think, but you're here, you yes. can see it with your own eyes. You don't. You're not to... looking at what you're looking at. No, I mean, are you actually going to go home and and ever watch this? Probably when they go there, then they can actually touch it. Yeah, exactly. And and we went to this. Uh, we went to the Warsaw Uprising Museum in in Warsaw. All oh, right. And um, there were people walking around with iPads and iPhones, just filming everything oh. instead of looking at it. <laughs> they were just filming it all. You could see that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You're not <laughs> taking anything in, that. though, are you? Oh. That's, the, that's the thing you know um on a lot of programs where it says oh you know um uh keep in contact with the show whilst it's going live um by hashtag whatever mm. um and you're watching all the comments that are coming up on twitter rather than actually watching the program and you miss half of it yeah <laughs> yeah you're yeah. right i mean that annoys me now on, on match of the day where they do put these twitter comments I'm not interested in that. And, you, of course, you, you look down to see what it is that's flashed up, and then you're missing what you're watching or what you're, you know, they're, they're sort of talking about the game, and you're reading some Twitter comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah but, it's, it's pandering to a new generation, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I hate to criticise because I sort of then feel like I'm just, you know, the young generation don't know what they're doing, kind of that mentality. But, yeah, you think some of this... And these selfies, they're getting crazy. People are actually just taking pictures. Look, you know, I mean, I'm at I'm a football match. I'm at a firework display. Um, you know? Yeah. Here I am before I get run over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Adri used to have a, an album on his Facebook page called My Feet in Famous Places, where he used to take, <laughs> he used to take a photograph of his foot up against something famous. That's, well, that, that's, that's right. novel. Like, yeah, that's fun, and that's taking yeah. the mic. Yeah, Hoover Dam. There you go. Click. Yeah, <laughs> click. Yeah. Well, that's, that's unique. I like that. That shows some sort of inventiveness. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the, the saddest thing was when they're now. I think they're now allowing um, selfies in the Tate Gallery. Is it the Tate, oh, Tate Modern? Modern. Ah. They'll let they'll mm. let anything in there though. Well, that's true. Have yes. you seen that? That Tracy, what's her name? Um, Tracy Ullman. Yeah. Ullman. That, that, um, yeah. Or Tracy Ullman. She was a comedian, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, she's got, one of her exhibits in the Tate Modern is just her bed where she got up and there's just stuff all over the bed and that's things it. all over the floor. Yeah. And 
Yes, it's... Thought, um, and they call that art. And they call that art, yeah. Well, <laughs> Mind you, if you, can get a, if you get a load of money for it, I suppose you've got to give it a go. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose if there's a man in the corner selling the big issue and he's got a dog and he's sitting on the blanket, would he be art? <laughs> well, there you go. Mm. You, you should have just done that. You interpret it. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's... Um, uh, so, uh, so I, I guess that's a zero point then. Uh, <laughs> that is a zero. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Apple eye. The eye. Yeah, that could be quite catchy. Actually, yes. it reminds me of a, a sketch that was on Saturday Night Live, where um. It was supposed to be Steve Jobs announcing a, uh, a product that they were coming. There was two products that Apple were coming out with. There was a uh, a rack to put all your um, gadgets on, called the the eye rack. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and a, a pair of um, trainers that react to everything that you've got on you as well, called the eye ran. So oh, <laughs> like... yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, there was a sketch, or was it a sketch or a cartoon of this guy? And he's they're sitting in a nice sort of lounge and never seats, and and he said, "Oh yes," he said, I, "I've got quite a book collection, you know, if you want to have a look through it." And he's got this massive bookshelf with just a Kindle <laughs> leaning on <laughs> leaning on against it. Excellent, I love that. <laughs> uh, all right till the batteries we can't get the batteries anymore, yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? So um Jimmy then, isn't it? Oh my god, yes, number six. Number um, six. Shot or shots fired in the Spain Gibraltar dispute. We came very, very close. Again, you've, you've got a few predictions there that have come very, very close. Mm. Yeah, The but. Spanish did like to park their warship in Gibraltar waters without asking yeah. permission. And yeah. they still are. I mean, there's still a lot yes. of problems there, you know. Well, I say a lot, but there's a lot of friction there. There's just sort of making things awkward. Effects. Well, they've never forgiven us for keeping Gibraltar, have they? No. Well, that's right, yeah. It, it's just sort of past Spain, isn't it, really? But, yeah, of course, it's... it's um, but it only resulted in, I think, I'm going to write a stern letter, but that's mm. about as far as it ever went. <laughs> that's right, yeah. I think they've just... What they've got now is they've got very strict with the duty freeze coming in. Yes, they're just being petty across mm. the border. Booking takes several hours now instead of ten minutes, yeah. But, that's unfortunately, a... it didn't come to blows, so... Um, no, no and there was that... no shots fired. No... <laughs> Quite dismal, really. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't scored a single point yet, and I am aware of that. Ah, that was that was one of my predictions. That's my next prediction. Was it? Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We won't score a single point in the next. <laughs> <laughs> Tempted to put that in. I'm going to make a note of that. <laughs> oh, swipe. <laughs> Come on then, Mark. Come on, show us up. Score another point. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen with this one, actually. Oh, nice. Um, Marks and Spencers to go into administration. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is something I've read about the administration situation with with companies. 2014 has been the best in the sense of least bad since 2010 (laughs) and marks annual improvements since the high watermark of 2012. The improvements result from A, an improving economy, B, the fact that most of the problem companies have already disappeared. And C, surviving retailers have found ways of surviving using marketing, cost elimination, and integration with their online businesses. Uh, Missing um, out the vital point of selling people, selling things that people actually want to buy. That's it. 
Mm. Um, companies continued to go bust, but the sector has avoided any large-scale failures apart from Phones for You and uh, Unipart Automotive. Oh, have they gone? Yeah. I didn't know they gone. Yeah. However, companies like HMV, Peacocks and Bon Marsh have successfully returned from the dead. Peacocks have actually been bought out by Edinburgh Woollen Mills. Oh, yeah, right. right. I mean, I often wondered how they survived at Edinburgh Woollen Mills, let alone Peacocks. I thought Peacocks would be the be more likely to survive than... Because they're very niche, aren't they? they? Yeah. Wasn't there a large photo shop company in um, every high street that went down and then resurrected itself? Jessops. Jessops, well, that's the Jessops, one, yes. yeah. Yeah, they, they, they did reopen stores. And in fact, I think that was one of my predictions last year or the year before last or whatever, when we first done it. Oh, yeah. And I did get a point for it because they had closed a numerous amount of stores, but they was reopening certain ones. But I still to this day don't understand how Halfords have survived. No. Now, um, something that uh, Alan Taylor Shearer was talking to me about on one of the uh, previous shows might sink halfords they're they are trying to bring in a european law that stops the selling of pattern parts for cars and any kind of modification away from how it was sold to you in the first Ooh. place all right that's going to cause a lot of businesses Ooh, to go under yeah yeah that would do you know why, why is that is that for safety reasons they yeah. claim it is i think it's mostly all these modifications that kids do you know the boy races and all that kind of thing but then when, if you've got a car like a, a Mini, an old-style old Mini, you can't buy the parts. Well, you can't go to Halfords to get it, can you? No, you that's have to right. um, get them specially made and things like that. So I don't know yeah. how, how that's going to uh, go either. So I haven't heard anything more about that since. But if they do bring that in, that's going to cripple a lot of companies. Mm, an yeah. awful lot. We tend to forget about the boys that are working in the background that actually produce this, who do the labelling, make the bags, the boxes. There's thousands of oh, people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's not mm. just the company itself. I mean, Marks and Spencers as well. They've they've been struggling for the last few years. Well, they they said over Christmas the uh, the only thing that actually kept them going over Christmas was the food. The, the yeah. any any other departments made a loss. I expect they're in one hell of a lot of debt. Yeah, I imagine. Yes. Uh, Tesco's are in a bit of bother, aren't they? Well, yeah. yes, they are, aren't they? They're, yeah. clo- they're closing stores. Yes, they, they recently announced it, didn't they? Mm. Mm. And, and they're only they're, they they're closing one in Southampton and one in Staines, uh, but they was like their home and wear stores. I mean, they were big stores, two floors of it, all full of TVs and electrical stuff, you know, to kitchenware, all that sort of thing. They didn't sell any food, um, and they're both going. But I think they were the only two anyway. It was like a, you know, something that they started up. Yeah. I mean, they they started a chain of they, – they won't call themselves Tesco's. It, it was um, – I can't remember the name of the company now, but it was basically Tesco's trying to break into the American market. Yeah, and that's that, right. that failed miserably. Yeah, they got their fingers burnt there quite a lot, didn't they? But of course, they didn't help with this thing with the um, with the shares, wasn't it? Because they predicted a certain, they said that they'd had a you know a profit of so much, and actually it was half of that. So there were people that bought shares. Lots of people bought shares, and suddenly the shares just dropped in value. And I think it's the fact that 
you know, they've been lying to the general public and that yeah. made the share prices go down as well. Well, that's right, because they lied twice, didn't they? Or, did, or, or they made the same mistake twice because mm. the shares, the profit was so much, but actually it wasn't. And then they, then they found out there was actually even less Worse, than the... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, things are going from bad to worse. But it makes you wonder if perhaps some of the other stores are going to, you well, know, they expanded too quick. Sainsbury's have announced that all they're planning for new shops. They've they've canned all the new shops that they're going to to build. When did they announce that? Um, within the last week or so. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, this is again. Uh, this funny. is Tesco's fault because they've started building all these Tesco's Express stores. Sainsbury's right. have got to do it to be in the same realm. Mm. Morrison's have started doing exactly the same thing. Um, you're going to have more products and people are going to buy. Well, this is yeah. the thing that's happening with the, with pubs because pubs are being bought out uh, willy-nilly, basically on the grounds that you don't need to have planning permission to change it from a, a pub into a shop. That's um, right. They can even get a liquor or beer license, can't they? They, they, got, they can sell anything. Yeah, it's already in place, so that's half of their problems out um, of the way. Camera have said that the only way they know when to start campaign, campaigning against certain pubs being changed into shops is when there's a planning permission for an illuminated sign. Because mm, that's, that's the that's, only yes. thing you need to have planning permission for. Right. And as soon as that planning permission goes into action, camera are like, ah, something's going to happen here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and there's a lot of, lot of pubs that are closing. I mean, the, the pub that we used to use a lot uh, called the uh, the Ship in Oldwick, just uh, next to Bogner Regis, they've, they've, that's now closed, and that's going to be a Morrison's uh, sort of local store. Um, they've, they've actually just won a battle in uh, Parliament over pubs closing down. Um, mm. It's got to be now proven that the pub is of value to the community and if they can prove that then it cannot be turned into anything else mm. the problem is i mean and a lot of these pubs are just empty yeah and there, there is there is a bit of a campaign or there was a campaign to, to save the uh, save the ship from being turned into a morrison's but um someone actually put a comment on there well, I worked as a barman in a ship for several years, and I've never seen any of you people in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you think, well, this is the trouble, you know, if people are not using it, what can you say? Well, the irony is they can go down Tesco's and buy four cans of lager for the price of a pint. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, this is it, and I mean, this is why the Weatherspoons seem to be opening pubs rather than closing them. I mean, well, as, love as, or hate them. As we mentioned in the uh, in the Christmas uh, beer show, the, uh, mm. the the Pound Pub chain that's just opened. Yes, that's um, the one in Manchester somewhere, isn't it? Uh, yeah, one one in Manchester and one on Stockton and on Tees. Uh, it's uh, a pound for half a pint and one fifty for a pint. Oh, Oh, and that's, yeah, that's not just your lagers and stuff. That's ales, that's ciders. Um, it's probably different prices for spirits and things. But um, yeah, well, yeah. When I was in a, when I was over last time, uh, I went, we ended up in Romford, and, uh, and we had, we went into Weatherspoons there, and it was one eighty a pint. Yeah. Um, and when I gave her the money, I couldn't believe there was like three of us, and I'm thinking. You know, I'll, I'll add a tenner, and I thought, no, I'll need 20, because if there's three of us, 
and she gave me change from 10 quid. <laughs> so, that, that always so reminds me. going back to the 80s. <laughs> That always reminds me of the um, the difference between the um, the television series uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and the movie version that they brought out. Uh, there's a scene where he buys five pints of beer with a five pound note in the original and gets change. <laughs> and in the new one, he put, gives him a fifty pound note. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so, so that's a I, is, is a no 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 on that one. Yeah, that's another no. Crichton, what are you doing, man? Oh, sir, I'm listening to the Garbage Pod. It's a podcast I found in the podosphere. Number seven. Uh, Google buys Flickr from Yahoo, and uh, they didn't. <laughs> no. There's always talk about different bits and pieces uh, being bought out by others. Um, what was another one that recently got bought out? Um, um, Spotify bought somebody out, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, right, because Spotify are doing very well, thank you very much, aren't they? So it's sort of, they're um, doing pretty good. Double is I don't know who belongs to what now until I go and sign in, and it says, do you want to sign in with your Google account? Well, I'm this going, is Well, why? Is <laughs> yeah, this is why they own it. To- predictions i thought well google seemed to be buying up so much and getting bigger and bigger and they haven't really got a photo type application and but the thing is again it's like we were saying or jimmy was saying earlier first come first serve and and you think why create a new one to compete with lots of uh, Flickr and um and the other guys which i can't think of their name uh, there, was, there was um photo bucket was that one of them there was photo oh, yeah. bucket yeah, yeah that's yeah see again Flickr comes to mind to me but and seems like you're struggling a bit to name the other one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why create your own app and try and get everyone to come across when you can just buy Flickr and and have done with it? Oh well, there's Instagram as well, but that's more more with with text involved as well, isn't it? Really? Yeah, that's to do. It converts the photograph, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, one of the ones that it seems to be a big success, and I thought this isn't going to work was vines and basically all, all that allows you to do is create a six second video that's right that's right yes yeah, so it's quite know. amazing what these people fit in six seconds it's unbelievable <laughs> yeah some of it is very very clever what people do <laughs> yeah it is right. good so yes google didn't buy Flickr. no and uh, and yahoo seem to still be going along they're hanging in there aren't they they are hanging in there but i think that's about it they're hanging in there Do is we... aol still going <laughs> in america mainly <laughs> yeah oh, it does still exist. oh it does i've just checked yeah yeah because they bought CompuServe. Do you remember CompuServe? Yeah, there's a name from the past. God, I used to have CompuServe when I first started going on the internet. I think my one of my friend's email address used to be a CompuServe email address. Yeah, CompuServe it was. I'm actually, actually quite annoyed because no one actually wants to buy AOL, do they? <laughs> it's, well, it's not very uh, good. Mate of mine had AOL and, and basically he said, you know, he said, they don't seem to be a lot as much on it as on yours. And uh, I said, that's because you're staying within AOL. Because you had to go out of AOL to get onto the internet. It's, it's the same with things yeah. like, um, you know, um, on the social network side of things. I mean, who uses MySpace anymore? Well, 
oh, that's right. Yeah, MySpace. I mean, that's now the gag of some of the sitcoms on the TV now. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Because <laughs> I, I went from CompuServe to FreeServe. Oh, I was, did FreeServe as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to use Talk Twenty One, and yeah. Talk Twenty One got bought out by Yahoo. It became Yahoo Messenger, and then it got bought out by BT. Right, yeah. Um, and they stopped the account that I've got. And the, the strange thing is, to stop the account, they have to send you an email to confirm uh, that you want yeah. to stop it, but you can't get access to the email <laughs> to, go, right, yeah. to change it. God, yeah. <laughs> well, there was, there was a couple of people that when the mobile phones first started up, and do you remember Mercury? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Mercury. And they had a phone that had free calls after seven o'clock, I think. Yeah. And um and a couple of people that I knew had them phones for a long, long time. They um they had yeah. phone boxes as well, didn't they? Mercury phone boxes. They did. At Waterloo Station there was there was a load of uh Mercury phone boxes. Of course now there's not even phone boxes no <laughs> like mercury ones because but... there used to be you know the cell net phones that you used to get mm. and then it went to bt cell net and then, yeah. then it went to o2 yeah now o2 are being bought out by this korean fella uh, they are aren't they? yeah and now it looks like uh who's buying ee somebody's buying oh bt BT might oh. be buying EE. Oh, EE. Oh, yes. So BT are going back into the mobile phone market. It's crazy. Are they going to be calling themselves Betty? <laughs> yeah, Betty. <laughs> uh, I don't think BT will be changing their name for a long while after their last no. little hiccup. What was that? Concordia or something, wasn't Concordia. it? Concordia. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that was the post office. Oh, was that the post that? office? Yeah. They um, they had the guy with the with the sort of it's a trumpet, didn't it? The, that's it. And they changed everything, and then the end they put it all back again, didn't they? <laughs> I, I used to be I don't know if it was with Talk Talk. I think I was with Talk Talk, and and I fell out with them and went with another company who then got bought out by another company who then got bought out by Talk Talk. Yeah, so, it's, so I ended up back where I started without actually doing anything. The, the communications <laughs> market is is really confusing oh, because um, let me O two is owned by Telefonica, who yeah, is the right. Spanish telecommunications company, I think. Could be, yeah. Could be. Uh, yeah. And We're uh, PT, we are. It's it's really weird that who owns what in um, in telephone industry. Yeah, I mean, here in Portugal, it's basically P PT, and they got there with a company called Mio, which um, which do all the mobile stuff. But there's not a lot to choose from. I mean, you got Vodafone over here, and obviously, you know, there's them companies. But uh, I don't think I'm not sure at the moment if they privatised PT. I think it's still state owned. So that was that was your one, wasn't it, Paul? With the um the the flicker oh right we're well, still on okay yeah right so, so jimmy was, then no yeah come right, on jimmy um, <laughs> a russian gold medal winner was disqualified after a drugs test at the, at the winter olympics now i don't yeah. did that actually happen i don't no no there wasn't even a whisper of any sort of underhand i don't think you get it so much in the winter games as you do in the in the in the summer games well i suppose unless you can 
sort of uh, say drinking too much Bovril or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... that would make you go, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, the, I'm pleased to say that the Winter Olympics were a very clean Olympics for a change. It was. Yeah. It was a very good Olympics, considering mm. the fact that what was in the news at the time, uh, the business with the Russians and, and Ukraine, uh, oh, really yeah. kicked off That's at that true. point. Uh, so they were a little bit worried about how that was going to work. That's right, yeah, yeah. But it all kind of just went along really smoothly, didn't it? They yeah. did the sportsman thing. That's what it's all yeah. about, keep, sport. Keep so, politics yeah. out yeah. of sport, yeah. 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 Well, it's, sort uh, of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll, I'll accept a, a fail on that. <laughs> okay. okay, then. So uh, no drug fail, but no no prediction. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, cowering down. Yes. Well, you can, yeah, I can see why they, they, you're picking them because they are. They, you they know, are, they are really good, happens, really good ones, actually. Yeah. Well, we've had it with the, the cycling, didn't we? With the yellow jersey bloke. Oh, um, Lance, Lance um, Armstrong. Lance. Yes. Yeah. Who I think has been quoted saying that if he would cheat again or something. <laughs> so. So, yeah, because I think he's trying to get back into it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was. I think only last week there was a bit of an expose on a jockey because a photograph revealed that he had an electric shock device in his hand. Oh, right. Blimey. Which he was jabbing into the horse's neck to give it a A jolt. The necessary boost, yeah. Blimey. Mm. Mm. Yes. Right, come on then, Mark. What are you going to trump us on now? Yes. Well, it's not going to trump you on anything, to be honest. This one is Peyton Manning to be on the cover of this year or last year's Madden NFL football video game. Now, as you can probably guess, this is one of Adri's um, predictions. Dreams. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, but as he's not here, he sent me an email explaining what happened with this one, because I, I had no idea either. The video game developers, uh, EA Sports, Electronic Arts, have yeah. allowed fans of the John Madden American football game series to vote for which player would feature on the cover of the game case, which has been happening since 2010 for the selection of the Madden 2011 cover. On the 6th of June 2014, EA Sports released Madden 2015, and the fans chose Richard Sherman of the Seattle Seahawks on the cover. Ah, right. And now this is actually a quote from, from Andre. And now the way I see it is... Um, this was for one of two reasons. Firstly, they appreciate Richard Sherman is recognised as the best cornerback in the league on his current form, and it's easy to admire the hard work and dedication he has displayed. Or secondly, Sherman often displays what uh, can only be perceived as pure arrogance during interviews, <laughs> and some fans are sick of the loudmouth trash-talking persona that they have seen on TV. So why would fans vote for someone they don't like? Well, there's such a thing called called the Madden cover curse. And it's a superstition that's been around for as long as the game's been about, uh, which generally involves the, the featured player or the team that they are on experience a downturn in performance in the following season. In some extreme circumstances, the cover player has even fallen victim to a bizarre or serious injury, meaning that they miss a large part of the season. Many fans believe in the curse so much that they often have chosen to vote for the player that they don't like on the opposition team <laughs> in a hope that they will get injured or whatever for the season uh, yeah. or the, the team will do badly. Now, 
Richard Sermon played for the Seattle Seahawks and, well, plays for the Seattle Seahawks, and they were in the Super Bowl last night. They were, weren't they? Yeah. And they lost in the final. Points, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, the yeah. thing is, they went through the entire season playing really really well and i thought well yeah this is it this is the only season where the cover curse hasn't actually come into play and it, until and it last did. night uh, right. <laughs> 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 so the player predicted to go on the cover peyton manning didn't actually get chosen it was this richard sherman guy so that's a no-no that's a oh, no-no on, on good that oh yeah very good yeah very interesting would you believe we've got a we've got a American football team here <laughs> in the Algarve. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, so uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know where they exactly they play, you know, who, who they play against. Well, but, as, um, as, as you know, Adri's a coach, a player coach on a, on, mm. on a local side. So, yeah, so he's got major interest in, in this. But, yeah, uh, of course. I used to be, <laughs> I used to be into it. Uh, when it first started on Channel 4, I yeah. think. Yeah, it still is on Channel 4. Oh, right, yeah. I, uh, but then, of course, I drifted away from it. And, uh, and I've, I mean, I do sort of watch it at times if it's on, but, um, you know, you've got to kind of buy into it, I think. You know, you can't just... You can watch a game or watch some of it, but, you know, unless you keep up with it, you know. Yeah, well, we had a good time at the... Um the international series game that we went to last year um they're getting bigger every year now i mean there's three games played in the uk over, mm. over the year all at wembley but they they want to make more overseas games as well um there, there was talk of one of the games being played in australia i don't know if that's cool. actually going to happen or not but, yeah so. well I, I mean they were talking or they are talking about playing premiership football weren't they so, some guy like a sort of reciprocal type agreement uh, where they play in a, a premiership match in america um they do that well i don't know about premier uh, they do yeah. off-season um friendlies um because i know chelsea played at the miami dolphins stadium yes they do yeah they go they go on a sort of tour don't they of, mm. um, to get to get a fan base but um but they're talking about actually having one of the premiership games in america i mean obviously all of the coaches are up in arms about it you know we're not going you know because obviously it's a long fly and yeah. it's, you know, it's, blah, the same, blah, blah. it's the same the other way um uh, you know. A lot of the fans don't like the fact that it's a divisional game, which um, mm. which is a big game um, for the teams involved, playing it overseas, especially if you're a season ticket holder. Well, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. If you're a season ticket holder and you're sort of losing out, aren't you? Yeah, big time. You know, and um, and not only that, it's, it, it could uh, change the outcome of the result because they're tired or, you know, whatever. And of course, with American football, they play, uh, they're not playing in different, you know, um, competitions. No, it's it, it is. They've got Champions it, League, FA the, Cup, you know, all sorts of different things. That's the NFL and that's it. And that's so, it, yeah. 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 But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting them not. down on that because it's a, Blimmin' hard game, but um, yeah, yeah, yes, it is. It's, it is a good game. It's um, you know, but uh, but it, it does take a long time. You know, it can take a long time. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't actually seem as long um, when you're actually watching the game live. It mm. doesn't seem as long as when you're watching it 
on TV with all the commercials and everything else that goes along with it. Well, this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, they do vote on the best commercial, don't they, or something? Yeah, for the yeah. Super Bowl. <laughs> There's um, if you if you go on on um, on YouTube and look up Super Bowl commercials, um, there are some really fantastic ones out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really sort of all out, and they too. It's a bit of a well, it's competition within it, in itself, and, yeah. it's, and it seems like that. Um, Pretty much every year, Budweiser pull out something special for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, really, you know, when you think of it, but because uh, it's advertising within advertising, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah. by being getting an award for being the advertiser, so you you're sort of boosting your advertising prowess, and you. That's it. That's it. Hello. The Three Cuckoos Podcast. You are here. You have downloaded us. Thank you very, very much. That's an enormous moth. Final cut of the podcast. We'll leave it to the deaf member of yeah. the group. The deaf member of the group, yeah. Kissy fur was pretty good. Gummy Kiss. Whoa, hang on. Kissy fur. Turn your fleece into a trendy gilet. Hello, pets, and welcome to this week's How To. Thank you for the follow, Baratheon. <laughs> if I could turn back time. Thankings. <laughs> Some cheese and a pickle. Cheese and fine wine. Oh, it's the Three Cuckoos Podcast! That's it for this week's <laughs> Lucky News. <laughs> the worst podcast item ever. Tune in, iTunes, Stitcher, download us, subscribe us, yeah. stream us. Visit our blog, because I do that. Yeah, and get us at Three Cuckoos. That would be a show. Number eight. Right, well, I may be trying to get a point. Not a point, but maybe I'll go for a half a point here because I've got number eight is Argentina. Uh, wins 2014 World Cup. Well, they came runners-up, didn't they? They did, yes, they did. And uh, uh, Is that winning, or is that not quite winning? <laughs> well, it's sort of not really winning, but as we're in, I'm in desperation. <laughs> <laughs> they, weren't yeah, they actually second place? They were. Oh, they were, they were, yeah, they were in the, they were uh, second they were place. In the final. Yeah, they were there. It's actually, it's a strange one, because... If I recall, it, it was Germany who won the the actual World Cup itself. Yeah. They they beat uh, Argentina one nil in extra time, and this was the first time in a World Cup history that a non South American team have won the World Cup in South America. It was that's right. So and, that, I mean, that's, it was, that's it was, why they they were saying that someone like Argentina or possibly Brazil themselves w- was going to get it in the bag. Really, that yeah. Not after they met Germany, though, was it? Not after everyone beat Germany. I've never <laughs> seen a team oh, like them. Jesus, they, was it 7 0? Was it 7 Yeah, nine? some of the games were like, oh, wow. Just crazy. Yeah, I, but uh, it was funny because we was doing a competition here where you got um, sort of like a point. You had to predict the scores, uh, which was very difficult. Very difficult. You think it's easy, was, you know. Was that without the use of an octopus? <laughs> uh, that was with with or without the use of an octopus. Right. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was it, it was like something like I think you got a point for a correct result, and you got two points for a correct score. So if it was two nil and you said it was going to be three nil, you get one point because you said that team would win. But if it was two nil and you said two nil, you'd get. Two points because you said it was two nil, and you'd get one point because you so you'd get a maximum of three points, and and basically it went to the wire 
And I had Brazil to win the World Cup. And um, the people we was competing with had Argentina to win the World Cup. So I didn't want Argentina to win because you got five points for that. Blimey. And we would have ended up with them beating me by something like one point. So I didn't want Argentina to win, but I sort of wanted them to win because I knew I predicted that. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was funny, really. But how um, many how many points did you get? Would you have got for uh, Luis Suarez biting someone? Oh gosh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he got a full set for that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, it was a, it was a great World Cup. I, I did enjoy it. I must admit, it was. Uh, to yeah. be to be honest, and and uh, I know it doesn't sound very patriotic, but as soon as England get knocked out of the World Cup, yeah. it's, a, it's a brilliant competition. It is really because you can just relax then. You think, right, that's it. Now I can be a bit more critical now. But <laughs> yeah, one, one of it, my favourite World Cups. Uh, was the 94 World Cup when we didn't even qualify. That's right. Yeah, we, that's, <laughs> that's right. We didn't qualify at all, did we? No, they, it was just another embarrassment. But uh, they, Do, do you know they even brought out a mock? Um, you, you know there's normally an England single and it record uh, for the, the World Cup. Mm. There was a mock one made, um, and it, it was by a group called Wall of Orange, and it was called <laughs> Can We Kick It? No, We Can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I didn't and, hear that. <laughs> and and the, the chorus went something along the lines of... There are some really good players on the team at the moment, but I think the nerves got to them. Big competition. Yeah, um, they're just they're just not. The thing is, they're just not uh, world quality. I mean, some of these people that were playing. I mean, they well, Germany were just just awesome, really. I mean, we got a draw, didn't we? I think in our last game was that um, yeah. who was that? Costa Rica, wasn't it? I think it was Costa Rica. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That was actually and, quite a good game. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, that's right. And um, and I think they so they asked, well, what what did you learn from this game? You know, you think, <laughs> what did they learn? You learned that you're rubbish. That's what you learned. It, because you haven't, you've lost two and won one and drawn one. You haven't won anything. No. <laughs> you couldn't, you know. It was, Even um, some of the teams that you don't expect to do very well got, mm, got better points than we did <laughs> yeah, in the game. you know. Um, and and I don't like to blame the manager too much, really, because like people who were criticising, I sort of said to them, "But who would you pick? They're only the same players that you would pick." Yeah, you're very limited because in the yeah. Premier League, the majority of the players are not English players anyway. Well, this so, is it. But the thing is, they will not pick from the lower leagues. And there's some really good players in them lower leagues. But they won't pick from them. they got this snobby attitude. And yet there was a couple of, I think, the Argentinian goalkeeper played for an American team. There were some of them that, that were playing in, in low, lower leagues. Lower leagues, yeah. And some of them were not even like playing for it. There was one of two goalkeepers that were very, very good and um, didn't hardly play. Yeah. You know, so it's not just because they're in the Premiership. 
they should pick from the lower leagues. But of course, they'll pick two, two, uh, you know, left backs and make them, one of them play right back because they will not pick a right back from a lower league. Yeah, uh, it's stupid. It I is mean, stupid. Yeah. Well, when you look at the under twenty ones, I mean, some of those players are from the lower leagues. Yeah. And look how well we do in the younger game. We do very well. That's right. We do. This is it. But of course, a lot of them they just they'll never get first team before you know games. With the big clubs, so um, yeah. What do you reckon, Jimmy? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I would, I would give you half a point for getting the finalists. Ah, see, he's a gentleman. The see, I, yeah, yeah, he's a gentleman. I mean, I did say win, so but um... <laughs> but to get the, the two finalists, to get one of them is pretty damn good. I, I will admire that. Oh, Jimmy, I'm going to be buying you a beer when I come over to the That's UK. the only reason I said it. <laughs> <laughs> dear, oh, dear. Oh, well, I'll, I, I will, you know, whatever you want to do. But... Yeah, well, we'll go with that. Okay, we'll go with that. okay. I, I feel that I'm, I'm coming sort of cap in hand, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Just bring your credit card. <laughs> <laughs> How are they, Jimmy? Right. I predicted that Aldi or Aldi, the supermarket, and Lidl will merge or have a buyout. Mm, didn't happen, did it? No. <laughs> no they're they're both doing it extremely well. They're two completely different companies that don't even share the same sort of infrastructure. Yeah. No, they don't even really have the same product. No. Different products are completely different. Um, because we've got an Aldi and the Lidl's here where we live. And they've only been over it about perhaps five, six years, but um, but we go in one to get certain things and you can't get them in the other store. You know, if you want a certain thing, you have to go and get it in Audi or, mm. if it's in, you know, they don't they don't see the crossover. I no, I mean, Lidl's is very much a German company. Mm. And Audi both German, are... Aren't they? Is Audi German as well? Yeah, I think they're both German I've companies. I've not looked into them, I should have. Yeah, we, 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 we do buy certain things in, in, in both of them, to be honest with you, and, uh, and, and it's very good stuff. Yeah, can't knock it, no. Yeah. They, they're not all in boxes like they are in the UK. I don't know, perhaps they've changed that now in the UK, but... Uh, well, last time I was in Diddles in, uh, over here, I think half the things were on pallets and people tear the box open to get at what's inside. Yeah, no, they're a bit different here. They they sort of just they do stack it on shelves. Well, we we've just had a, a new little open here. Well, I say a new little. It's on exactly the same spot as the old little. It looks bigger from the outside. It, it, it is bigger in respect of um, warehousing space. It, mm. it doesn't really affect the customer too much. Uh, it's the same size shop front wise. Um, apart from they've got a, a, a bakery in there now. Um, but um, yeah, I'm I'm quite impressed with Lidl mm. to be honest. I mean, when you're buying things like um, halloumi cheese, yeah. um, and it's probably about a third of the price that you would pay in one of the the, the big boys, you know. That's right. They do a lot of the stuff they sell that you kind of think as being sort of more expensive. Is they see it as being cheap sort of stuff, you know. It, this, I suppose, the culture and where they get it from, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think they're getting it direct from the countries. And uh, um, but they do do Aldi do a good English mature cheese, and oh, wow. um, I know one of the other supermarkets here do it. They sometimes have it, and sometimes they haven't. It's a bit hit and miss. But Aldi have always got this uh, mature 
cheddar cheese in stock. I mean, the the, the sheep shop market has has really rocketed over the last few years. I mean, it used to be just um, Poundland, uh, yeah. which I didn't realise had been going twenty five years. Um, yes, yes, it's quite well established. Um, twenty five years. Yeah, mm. we 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 uh, just went to Stevenage recently, and there's a ninety seven p shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah there's going to be nice. a new one called how much you got then yeah how much you got yeah What's i wouldn't mind but their, their um tagline is every penny helps right yeah. like, ah, well, kind, kind of yeah a little bit of uh yeah tesco's in there, there no, ironically yeah. with with poundland they were selling Famous footballer married to one of the Spice Girls. Can't think of his name. Beckham. 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 Thank you, dear. Beckham. Um, they were selling his perfume for ten pound a bottle. All right. How does that work out then? I, I uh, think I think it's if you buy a certain amount of things for I think it's like seven quid or something, you get it for a certain amount. But then it, it actually works out that um, it, it's probably as much as you would pay for it in another shop, but you don't realise it because you're buying other things. As At well. the same time, yeah. It's yeah, a good you're right. Because yeah. I went in one and bought a... I was over in the UK, I bought a tube of toothpaste, a pound. I thought, that's brilliant. And I went in another shop across the road and they had the same toothpaste in there for 67 pence. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, 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 I thought a pound was cheap. <laughs> we've got quite a few of those kind of shops. We've got um, uh, another one called Home Bargains, um, which... We always go in there first before we go into somewhere like Poundland, just in case, because mm. for that reason, there could be something for 60-odd P rather than a pound, you know? That's right, yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, in America, they got the Dollar Tree. Yeah. But the thing is, you go and buy something and it's a dollar plus local taxes. Plus taxes, yeah, <laughs> I forget about that. So, so you get done in America. It's, it's <laughs> same over here when you go into Costco because they do it the same way. Because oh, it's, an, cause it's an American company, yeah. you see you see the price uh, in on the label, the big price, but in very small letters afterwards, it says, after tax, this. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's uh, yeah. So uh, there was no amalgamation or buying out there, Jimmy. No, no, another loser for me. Oh, dear, <laughs> I can send you a half point. <laughs> it's pretty dismal. <laughs> dismal pickings. Oh. Right, we've got uh, Alonso signs for Red Bull Racing. No, he didn't, did he? No. In, in November yeah. 2014, yeah. both Alonso and Ferrari announced that the 2014 season would be the last with, it, with the team. And I thought, excellent, that means he's going to another team. That's right. <laughs> and then in December 2014, it was announced that Alonso would return to McLaren for the first time since huh? 2007. Yeah, that's right, um, yeah. On a two-year deal. And after some speculation, it was announced that... Uh, 2009 world champion Jensen Button would race alongside him in 2015. So, no, that didn't happen. Oh, no. It was close, no. but... Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> dear, oh dear. It's, uh, We're doing... Yeah. It's, it seems to have uh, dried up a little bit. Hello, Vic Yankee. If I come into your pub, will I get a firkin of ale? Certainly, sir. You can have a fucking pie, you can have fucking fish and chips, and watch the fucking football on the fucking telly. 
bloody Americans. Well, our barman may be a bit of a lad, but two lads you won't want to miss are Phil Clark and Mike Lingerfelter down at the Britain Yankee. Join them every fortnight in Chicago's very own online British pub, where you'll join in some good old pub chat and perhaps even enjoy a pint of your favourite ale. Check the boys out at www.thebritainyankee.com and remember, no MP3 player or iPod is necessary. All you need is a computer and some speakers. So we'll see you down the pub, and until then, cheers! Number nine. Talking about drying up a little bit, so I tell you what my ninth song is. God. Okay, health warnings to be added to e-cigarette packaging. No. Uh, that was definitely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it hasn't it swung both ways. Oh, they're terrible. You shouldn't have them. Oh no, actually, they're much better for you than real cigarettes. That's right, and they're yeah. taking off pretty. I mean, here in Portugal, cigarettes are fairly cheap, uh, about three euros seventy. So uh, what's that? About three pound forty, yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter where you buy them; they're all the same price. I mean, they're, take control. The price is is controlled by the government. I mean, so even if you buy them in a in a in a machine, they'd be exactly the same price. But e-cigarettes are getting big over here. There's a lot of shops opening. There was a big store in Farrell open. There's now one in a place called Portimao, which is near to us, who's now got a shop in Lagos. So they they're really where where one time you had a job to find them, they're springing up everywhere. And this is in the last sort of ten months. I mean, we've we've got a an e-cigarette shop here, and I thought to myself, well, I wouldn't have thought there would have been that much call for them, but they seem to be trading okay. Yeah, well, they, they, they there's so many people and, and people that that we know that are now going over to e-cigarettes and packing up smoking. I mean, the initial cost is a bit more expensive, but after that, it it does work out a lot cheaper. A lot cheaper because um, friends of ours here, they reckon they're saving like 100 euros a month Blimey. easily because, you know, they're, they're buying the liquid, which is, is is lasting them the sort of price of, I don't know, sort of 100 or 200 bags, you know. Um, so, yeah, the, um, the, there's a lot of people going over to them. Uh, well, it's got huge adaptability because... <clears throat> You can buy all these different flavors and strengths and spare batteries and different tanks. And so it's got this huge versatility that appeals to so many people. Mm. Uh, In a similar way, I think, uh, how coffee took off with instant coffee. And then people brought out capsules and then they brought out these machines. And it started to become a ritual to make a simple cup of coffee. And we seem to like our little attachments. We, We sort of revel in this now, don't we? That's right. Yeah. I don't think they're overly popular because people love that cafe society type thing, you mm. know. And a cup of coffee is so cheap here that um, why would you want to buy a machine where it's going to double the price of a cup of coffee, you know? And and the thing mm. is, with these ones with the, the little capsules, what happens when the fad goes away and they stop making the capsules? Uh, Your machine is redundant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is it, and they, I mean, yeah, you, you then they or they change something, and the capsules uh, uh, you know don't fit the old ones or whatever. You know, mm. this is the trouble with it. 
and it is quite expensive. Have you noticed also there's there's a style move back to retro now? Yeah, there certainly is with some of these coffee machines because they mm. almost sort of look. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they look uh, kind of like you say that retro style they've got about. Yeah, them. that's uh, the. It reminds me of a story um, Lloyd Bailey said the other day. He saw a kettle, and it's a whistling kettle, probably like his mother might have had, and we all yeah. all our mothers had one, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And he bought this, and it's electric. You plug it in, but it whistles when it boils. And he was very disappointed when he found out that the actual whistle wasn't from the steam; it was an electronic whistle. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a was it a Russell Hobbs? I think he said he. Yes, it was. Yeah. So we got digital nostalgia. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. I mean, whistling kettles were all right as long as you was watching them because they'd start whistling and oh, the racket! <laughs> if you didn't, yeah. if he was, you know, it wasn't right on top of them to stop the whistling. And of course, they would get louder and louder. So eventually, the cap would just sort of hurl off, off of the kettle. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like a pressure cooker yeah yeah oh god yeah the, the, the old so, ones of those the old pressure cookers they were lethal they were oh, they had right. to be clamped down didn't they the what valve started to wobble was the pressure built up <laughs> that's yeah, right there was, was like a sort of these right. weights on it wasn't it yeah, yeah that's it yeah yeah but um, no, yeah, mom, I remember my mum using it. Yeah, my mum only used to bring it out at Christmas when she was boiling, or probably the Christmas pudding or something. But yeah. it was, it, the noise it used to make from the kitchen, it used, the, the cat never used to go anywhere near the kitchen. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely a no. Yeah, definitely a no. So, right, so Jimmy. Can we, can right. we do better uh, here? No. Oh. Number nine, Channel Tunnel springs a leak. Ah. Well, it there's... caught on fire, but it didn't spring a leak. Yeah, that's, that's happened recently, hasn't it? The, uh... yeah. Very, very recently, yeah. Yeah, it's another lorry fire, isn't it? Yes, it's um, it's not the ideal thing to have a fire in a tube. No. It's not, no. No. I mean, it, it, they, it kind they've of... had several... It kind of turns into a mortar. <laughs> yes, it does. It is practically a cannon, isn't it? Yeah, oh. it is. And of course, the way the air is drawn through it, it's, it's, uh, it's yeah, it's like um, a blacksmith's bellows, isn't it? It's it uh, it's lethal. But uh, uh, well, I'm sure they've had a leak, but nothing in that stopped traffic. No, no, I don't think. Uh, in fact, a leak would have been a good good thing to have. I would imagine if I put yes, the fire yes, out at the end by. Um, everyone comes yeah. out the edge surfing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, dear. Um, no a dismal loss on that one I'm afraid I have to take that oh yeah Dokey. okay then <laughs> number nine team GB to win two or more medals at the Winter Olympics I've got no idea go on team G- watch the ceremonies team GB team GB <laughs> actually won four medals at the Winter Olympics oh, wow. Uh, one gold, one silver, and two bronzes. Jenny Jones won Great Britain's first medal on snow in their Olympic history after winish, uh, finishing third in the women's slow slope style, whatever that is. Um, the <laughs> uh, standing on a bridge called it <laughs> snow. Is eerie back to yeah. top gear now. It is a bit, yeah. On uh, February the 14th, uh, Lizzie Arnold won gold in the skeleton, Bob. She became the second Briton to win gold medal in the event. 
and she was elected to be the flag bearer at the closing ceremony because of it. On the 19th of February, men's curling team won their semi-final against Sweden. And on the 21st of February, they won silver medal after being defeated by Canada. And then the women's curling team did exactly the same. Uh, but they won a bronze medal uh, against Switzerland. In doing so, ensured that Great Britain met its UK sport medal target of three medals. Uh, but whilst we're talking about the Winter Olympics, the, the, the Paralympics GB team they had 12 athletes uh, a team of five in the wheelchair curling seven athletes in the alpine skiing and three visually impaired skiers competed with a sighted guide taking a total of number of competitors to 15 they won six medals one gold three silver and two bronzes (laughs) we did do well yeah yeah to to watch these visually impaired skiers i mean uh, i've got to ask how that's done how can that possibly be done the sighted skier goes first with a with a radio right telling them where to avoid go left go right it's a bit like the co-pilot in a rally car Right. Okay. Um, but still, at the end of the day, it still must be scary as hell going down that slope, not being yeah, able to see what be, you're yeah. doing. Yeah. If you're not, if you can't, uh, oh, yeah, you can't sort of see where you're going. Well, my, my other half said she'd probably prefer, prefer it that way, actually, not actually being able to see it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's got its advantages, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like when they do the ski jump, don't they? You know, and you think. When was the first time they done that? Because once you go, that's it. <laughs> You're not getting off, yeah, are you? Yeah, yeah, right the way down. Whose idea was that? Yeah. It's, a, it's <laughs> a bit like the queue at um, uh, some of these um, theme park rides. There's a point where you can't get out of the queue, and at that point, you're committed to the ride whether you want to or not. Oh, yes. You're going. Yeah, there's no return. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it, the point of damp trousers. Yes. 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 That, and of course... The skeleton bob, that's basically a tray. Yeah, a tea, tea tray down a, a down a slope, <laughs> uh, down a, uh, a course. That is That yeah. must be scary. Um, the, the sport that in, uh, intrigued me this year, though, was uh, last year, was the, the wheelchair curling. Um, okay. That is um, really good sport. Where, where you've got, um, in normal curling, you've got the two people with the brushes guiding the, uh, what do they call that, the stone um, yeah. to the target. Yeah, with the, with the sort of the sweepers or whatever, they yeah, with the, the brushes, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, in wheelchair, basically, you've got a stick with a hook on the end, which attaches to the stone, and then you just shove it, and you have to be accurate. You don't have anyone else helping you out. You have to do it on your own. Ah, right. Um, so it's a much more tricky game. Yeah. Because the sweepers be... kind of speed it up, don't they? Or slow it down, yeah. basically. So you've just got to judge how, what speed you're going to do it at so it slows down just enough to get into the centre. Well, I'm assuming that with a normal curling, shall we say, that when the person who lobs it, whatever they do, yeah. have got some sort of grip on their shoes. They have one with and one without. Yeah. Right. What about a wheelchair? Do you have one wheel that's got sand in it or something that sort of um, grips it? Or... No, basically... Um, you use the stick to to give you the um, velocity to get it down the other end. Somebody right. is actually holding your wheelchair so that you don't hurtle down the other end. Well, that's it. It's old E equals MC squared, isn't it? <laughs> One's fourth equals an opposite and equal force. I just see them parting in different directions. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, that that's what the thing that uh, I was w- when I first started watching the Paralympics in 2012. Um, I was finding out about wheelchair fencing. Now, I was looking at that. Um, I was thinking, well, technically, shouldn't that be called um, jousting? But um, <laughs> um, yes. you are actually t- your chair is tethered to a s- certain spot, um, uh, and so the chairs can only move to a certain point, and um, then you go from there. But yeah, I just had this image of of these yeah. two wheelchairs jousting down the <laughs> down this runway and see where the, the, the sword actually um hits. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah it sounds like a quite a fun sport actually. <laughs> the the my, well my favourite sport and, and a lot of people's favourite sports from the Paralympics in twenty twelve was what uh, outside of the Olympics is called murder ball. Right. Um in uh, in the Olympics it's called wheelchair rugby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, what, I, I admire these people to be able to do what they can do in these specially adapted chairs but if, if they ever do hurdles or a long jump or a high jump just let me know I'm going to be there <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. something um, that when we were at the Paralympics they did um, long jump for the blind <laughs> I, I kid you not um, basically you've got someone standing at the other end of the sandpit telling them when to jump and then they have to move out the way very quickly when the person oh. jumps just in case they land on them <laughs> uh, it's just too tempting to say on the radio go go for it and then go here eric watch this this is going to be funny yeah <laughs> the temptation is just there isn't it yeah oh dear. but yeah. uh yeah i was yeah when went to the uh Paralympics I was very uh, emotional at some places actually because there was a young lad uh, you don't get this so much in the Olympics but they're they're good enough to compete for their country but it doesn't necessarily they're the best in the world and this kid was on the track in his wheelchair and he was what uh, at least uh, a lap and a half behind everybody else and um, everybody got up and gave him a standing ovation as he came round to the finishing mm. line, and I thought that was yeah. absolutely marvellous. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's quite oh, yeah. like these people don't give up; they make an extra effort. Mm. I mean, and they, show that things can be done. Yeah, um, and that's that's what I'm all about. Um, one of the things I'm looking into in 2016, um, and I can't. Um, I think it's called a cyberthon. Um, it's for um, it's an Olympics that's going to be set up in Zurich for people that use bionic technology to get around. So it's going to be a bionic Olympics. All right. Yeah, because there was a little bit of controversy about whether it's enhancing rather than um, some of the races that they had, didn't they? Mm, um, there was that argument between the Brazilian guy, Alan, I can't remember what his name is, and yeah. Oscar Pistorius, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. Not going there. I'm not going down that route. <laughs> no. Are you in the bathroom? Not, not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah, uh, it. So yeah. there's definitely points there for you. Yeah, I've, yes. I've, and one I'm actually quite proud of, to be honest. Um, yeah. Especially with the Paralympic side of it. Mm. So yes, yeah. he's winning. I don't like this. <laughs> he's, nice. he's definitely winning. There's no way. I don't think we're going to catch him on the last one. No. <laughs> What do you mean we're? I'm not even in the race. <laughs> oh, well done, Mark. Yeah, you done. Well done. A man's a simpleton. Is it Mark Taylor?
Don't encourage him. Yes, Mark Taylor. He's Mr. Number 10. Okay, number 10 then. W.H. Smith announced closure of at least 25% of its stores. Now, have, have they actually closed any of their stores? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, like I say, apparently this one in Bognor Regis has closed, but it's closed and gone into an, into the uh, Sussex Stationers, mm. which they now, which they took over, which was a surprise to me when Sussex Stationers got in trouble. Uh, they went into administration and W.H. Smith bought them. And I thought, well, I would have thought they'd think, great, they've closed. <laughs> People will have to come to us now. But instead, they, they bought them out. So, uh, so we know they have made some closures then. Well, I do know that they've closed the one in Bognor, but I don't know, you know, whether it's closed and it's going to be refurbished or what. So it, uh, I mean, you know, I think it's a bit tenuous because I think if they'd gone for major closures, it would have been in the newspapers, wouldn't it? Yeah, really. To be fair, you know. Yeah, I'm just looking on the, on the web now, and there there have been minor closures. So there are some stores that just aren't making money that would close in the yeah. natural progress of business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, um. um I think uh, I don't think it's it's really sort of you know. I, I, I don't know point. if it's going to be twenty five percent, but the, it certainly isn't going to be twenty five percent. That's for certain. What do we yeah. think, Jimmy? Maybe another half point on that I one. Would give him a half. <laughs> he's half right. Half a try. <laughs> But there's a lot of amalgamation going on. They're opening post offices in in WH Smith that would keep the store open. Mm. And they're they're opening things in airports, but they are closing down the smaller high street branches in selected areas. So, yeah, I think they're definitely sort of downsizing. Uh, Mm. You know, uh, I mean, how many people are buying magazines now? Most so there's more and more people seem to be getting stuff online. I mean, even newspapers are struggling. Well, yeah, yeah well, we don't yeah. want to fill up our uh, recyclable bin, do we, with magazines for a start? Well, this is it, yeah. That's yeah, it's this. another thought, think. isn't it? Yeah we, yeah, we need to create less waste so we will go electronic. Yeah, yeah. All right, then, so, Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. Um, last of Big Brother. I think that's more of a hope. Yeah. It was a hope, yes. <laughs> it was a forlorn hope, hope, but yes. They have Big Brother here in Portugal. Oh, no. They, they, have, do, they yeah. have it pretty much everywhere, don't they? Uh, yeah, they just sold the rights, haven't they? Yeah. I, I always thought that they should do a world Big Brother where you've got people from different nations who can't necessarily speak the lingo. Yes. They can't actually communicate with each other properly and see yeah. how they get on. Oh, yeah, I'd actually be... like on the same idea of the people, but also have one on. This is going to be controversial. People from different religions. Oh, oh, so, yeah, I can see where leaders of their particular. <laughs> I, I just love to watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> and just stick, yeah. stick an atheist in the, in the middle of them. And, yes, and, it's got to yeah. be an atheist. <laughs> yeah, and then you can have the sexual one, the bisexual, homosexual, transsexual, transgender, and all the one, other ones I don't understand, and see who comes out the winner there. Yeah, 
Yes, that I know. Would, I'm meant to be crying. Learned. This you're meant to be. Yes, you're, yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> But um, I can see what you're saying because, you know, when it first came out, it was kind of an experiment, wasn't it? Mm. Um, it was a new thing, wasn't it? it was, and yeah. it was quite an exciting thing at the time. Um, over the years, it, it's just spawned loads and loads of people who are, I don't want to do anything to be famous. I just want to be famous. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's right. That's exactly it. And the trouble is some of them carry on, don't they? And they almost like sort of, they populate the TV programs. And so it's not confined to just Big Brother. They're now appearing in other things. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. like, it's like a sort of virus. It's contaminating other stuff. Z-listers, aren't they? It's like I was saying yeah. to um, somebody, we uh, had Joey Essex in, in Letchworth uh, a year or so ago. And I, they said, well, what was he in Letchworth for? I said he was opening a shop. And uh, they said, well, don't tell me it was a tanning salon. I said, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I'm just hoping that we just get fed up of all these reality programs because I, I can't watch them because they are embarrassing and awkward. It is. It's very. Yeah. It's it's cheap television. And while, while it's cheap to make, they will um, carry on making them. Mm. Of course, the thing is, they've got so many channels that, that to choose from, they can't fit it up, can they? they just got to put rubbish and repeats on it. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind if it was quality repeats, though, but they're not. Well, that's <laughs> the trouble, yeah. I mean, some of these channels are just really making money out of advertising. I don't think they, they just, and they just repeat sort of rubbish. And uh, what the thing that annoys me about the advertising, I, I know I shouldn't say bad things about charity but every commercial break you have at least four mm. um adverts for a charity saying give two pound a month or whatever now if you go to every single one of these charities <laughs> you'd need the charity yourself because <laughs> you, you wouldn't have any money that's right yeah yeah I, I must admit i just i just don't watch it now i um I don't watch, I watch very little in TV. I watch certain shows mm -hmm. and that's it. But I wouldn't sit down and watch any of this stuff now. No, I, no, I no. Just, I, I can't stand the adverts for a start. That just puts me off straight away. You get involved in something and then there's adverts. I mean, not that you can really get involved in these reality shows anyway, because they just pick people that are going to rub each other up the wrong way. Oh, it's, 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 it's entertainment, isn't it, at the end of the day? There was one supposed of to be. these reality shows that I watched. Uh, it, it was about 2004, and it was one I watched a lot of, and it was called Space Cadets. Now, ah, yes, I did watch that. The idea of the program was absolutely brilliant. They, they got some psychologists yeah. in to work out who was gullible enough to believe what was being thrown at them. That was very good there, yes. Um, they believed that they had been taken to Star City in Moscow when it was some disused air base in Suffolk. Yeah. Um, they actually got <laughs> them on a plane and got the plane to fly around a few thousand times, you know, just to... Um, make it feel as though they were flying the distance. Um, yeah. They weren't allowed to open the window, not open the windows, but open the shutters <laughs> on the plane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they had their watches and everything taken off of them so that they had no idea of concept of time. Um, and <laughs> at the end, the last episode, they really believed that they were on a space shuttle 
Um, yeah. And somebody uh, made this special gadget that gave them gravity whilst they were on the space shuttle. So they believed that so they didn't have you know zero gravity to deal with that's right because that was the biggest problem is 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 obviously you can't you can't mimic zero gravity <laughs> that's right they did didn't they they, uh, and they, I mean, got they were gullible did. enough to believe that that they had some sort of thing that would compensate for gravity yeah and um they had some of the best um special effects teams from hollywood in to to replicate this uh, yeah. shuttle it was on a gimbal thing so that it rocked about and and what have you um but some of the things that were, they were being fed i don't mean food wise i mean information they were being fed at the, <sighs> the lectures and things they went to uh that there was uh, this is my favorite one and i'll ne- never forget it that there was a um an area in space which was called the hazelnut cluster <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah i do i do remember and i did watch that and that was very good. I mean, it was it, it was good in the part that the people were that gullible, but it was good, clever the way they done it. They thought about how they were going to trick them. But they they went to the they went over to Russia and they bought everything, all the plug sockets and everything, yeah, signs that made it look like it was in Russia, and they just put it at this disused airbase. Um, they got all these actors in to play Russian guards, and they never argued with them because they all had guns and big dogs. So right. if there was areas that they weren't supposed to go, they didn't go because they were too frightened of the people with the guns. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. Yeah, that was I, I remember that now, and uh, and it, it was almost as if they was giving them clues that this was just a complete. Oh yeah, they were there. The, the clues like were there. The hazelnut galaxy the different things that they were coming out they were just dropping them in um but it was it was brilliant television but if somebody had worked it out the 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 cover would have been blown and that would have been it that would have been the end of the program but yeah um they managed to get it right through to the end um even to the point where everybody's friends and family were in the studio um and the the so-called shuttle came to a stop and they came down the ladder thinking that they were going to have a hero's welcome and then they realised that they'd just been done. (laughs) I mean, that could just ruin your life, couldn't it? (laughs) You're just like... (laughs) But yeah, Yeah. it was a brilliant piece of television. (laughs) It was was clever, yeah. I forget what they'd done about the gravity. They said they had something, didn't they? Yeah, they had some kind of technology, but you could have just told them anything. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. well, obviously they picked people that didn't know you know, they most probably believe Star Trek was real, etc. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, mm, very good. So that's so a no-no on that one, then. Right. So, so this is it, then the last one. Um. Yes. You. Now, <laughs> number ten. <laughs> Twelve years a slave to win an Oscar. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, didn't it go straight to DVD? Because it was so bad. Um, no, it didn't. No. <laughs> no, no. It didn't, alas. It earned over $187 million on a budget yeah. of $20 million. 
That's it. Uh, it won three Oscars, Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress, and the Best uh, Adapted Screenplay. The Best Picture win made Steve McQueen, not that Steve McQueen, because uh, <laughs> the, the, firstly, he's dead, and secondly, <laughs> yeah. this Steve McQueen's black. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, he became the first black producer to have ever received an award and the first black director to have... De- directed a best picture winner and he was also english as well so uh yeah oh we won something (laughs) yeah i mean we won something yeah yeah and uh it was also awarded the golden globe for uh best motion picture in the drama category and bafta recognized it with the best film and best actor award I haven't seen it. And I was going to say, I'm embarrassed to say that I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I I have been meaning to see it. The other one I want to see is the Long Road to Freedom. The long, or was it the Long Walk to Freedom? The Nelson Mandela story. Ah, Uh, yeah. 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 There's a couple of others that are at the cinema at the moment I want to see. The one, the, the, the Stephen Hawkins film. Oh, yes, that looks good. And the one about Alan Turing as well. Yes, that's another ah, good, yes. Yeah, Bletchley yes. Park and all that, yeah. Yeah, the imitation game, isn't it? That's the one. And I think the other one's called The Th- a Theory of Everything. Uh, the oh, Stephen yes, Hawkins yeah, one. yeah, it's Hawkins, yes. Yeah, that looks oh, really good. Oh, is that A Theory of Everything is the Hawkins one, is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, right. I mean, there is there is quite a lot of films, isn't there, this sort of about, and there seem to be so many of them coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, they seem to be very good quality films as well. Mm. Um, and they've both been, well, I think they're up for um, Oscars. I think they will be um, nominated for Oscars. Yeah. Well, apart from that, it's not just the film, the film quality, the actors, the script, etc. It's recognition for who these people were. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Alan Turing really didn't get the recognition that he got and that he that he deserved, and the yeah. the apology that he got for um, being treated the way he was uh, for being homosexual was was out of order as well. So, yeah. I mean, for what he did for the country, and that's how they treated him. His yeah. scripts, everything else. Yeah, he. Yeah, well, that's right. A lot of them were the same, weren't they? Mm. I mean, there was also the people sort of worked with him as well that were never recognised, really. Oh, yeah, because it had yeah. to be hush-hush anyway, didn't it? So it was... Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, they were... Well, they reckon they shortened the war by years, didn't they? Well, yeah. About, is it a year or one and a half? At least two years, Two I years, think. I think. Two years, yeah. yeah. Two years, yeah. Yeah, because it, it was a game they had to be careful because they couldn't be seen to have achieved it. Couldn't show well, the well, Germans sort of think that they'd done it. It cost lives, didn't it? Well, they yeah, because they had to let certain things happen. Otherwise, it would have given the game away, and it's easier to sacrifice a few for, <laughs> yeah. for the for the greater. Yeah, yeah, for the greater good. Yeah, yeah, because I think they were. I don't know if that's a, an urban myth about Coventry, wasn't it? That they knew they was going to bomb Coventry, but they couldn't do anything about it because if they did. I don't know if that's true or not. Because they couldn't know that they were forewarned. Yeah. But of course, they must have been in other situations that they must have let people basically get killed because... They did it with 
with the invention of radar, because we couldn't let the Germans know that we'd invented radar. We could see their planes coming over. So they started a big advertising campaign saying that, yeah, our our pilots have better eyesight because they eat carrots. (laughs) And it started the whole carrots are good for your eyes fallacy. Yeah, it did. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, And the Germans never knew, you know, about Enigma being cracked, being broken. No, if they'd have known, they'd have changed the codes or the machine or added another dial and put us back to square one. Wasn't they, on, right. wasn't they on the brink of creating another machine anyway? I think they were, actually, yes, because their technology mm. was... The German technology was very well German, German technology was amazing. I mean, you look at the, the V2 rocket. Uh, yeah. Von, von Braun, who invented the, the V2 rocket, uh, was taken by the Americans, and he... Uh, invented or designed the Apollo um, Saturn Fives. That's right, yeah. So instead yeah. of being a war criminal, he um, became the hero of NASA. Yeah. Again, the greater good. I mean, it, it must be done. Mm. But apparently, I mean, a story I heard sort of eight years years ago that that, that after the war, the English sold the Enigma machines to other countries. <laughs> But never told them that they'd actually cracked it. <laughs> well, that's what you do, isn't it? Go, it's like, you what? sell the thing and then yeah. just listen to what they're typing. Yeah. They reckon oh. that at the end of the war, they could decode messages quicker than the Germans. It was an unbelievable time. I know it was a, a really terrible time, but technology-wise, uh, the Second World War was just amazing. It gave us yeah. so much. Yeah. Yeah, advanced uh, not only society, but also advanced technology, as you say. It gave us plastic surgery, which was such a forward step. That's right. Yes, it was was amazing. A lot of, I mean, this stuff would have been invented eventually, but of course it it kind of come on leaps and bounds. Mm. I mean, there was a, um, well, I was telling you about von Braun just now, there was a race between the Americans and the Russians to get to him first. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because they'd have the upper hand, yes, of course. But the Russians actually found these rockets, um, took them to pieces, and actually worked out how to do it themselves just by looking at what they had there. But the Americans had the head start because they actually had the uh, (laughs) engineer and designer. Who would develop it as opposed to the Russians who'd make it out of tractor parts. Well, yeah, but if you look at it, though, look who had the head. They might have had the head start, but the Russians had the firsts in pretty much everything until the Americans planted someone on the moon. Yeah, first in space, Yuri Gagarin, was it? Yeah. Yeah, Yuri Gagarin had the first satellite in space. They had uh, the first uh, woman in space. The um, uh, And and, uh, all of these things... the Vostok rocket that they used, it was a ballistic missile. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's comfortable that, to sit on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's, uh, there's a couple of good films to watch there then. Definitely. Spunhead Productions are a small independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website.
website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spamheadproductions.weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. Now, mm-hmm. before we finish here, we, we there is one more prediction one, yeah. from right, Phil Clark. Oh, bless it. Go on. Go on. This will be interesting. That said, I predict we are all screwed. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> I, I, okay, I think so I think he, he might. That one, yeah, he's, he's got a point there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, he has got a point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all right, all right, okay, that's it then. Okay, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Mark. Add them up. Paul has got two. Uh, Jimmy, uh, yeah. Say it quietly. <laughs> you, 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 I didn't um, get anything, did I? You got the bronze medal. Oh, right, okay. And yeah. uh, we, we got five. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, you saw yeah, she did, yeah. Well done. Right. Well done. Congratulations. So we yes. we we, uh, we definitely pulled our socks up from 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 last year. From last year, <laughs> that's right. Yes, definitely the outright winners of. Um, well, it gives a sign to. I think I think our predictions this time round for this year will be a little bit more subtle. Yeah, and without yeah. giving anything away, Mark, <laughs> I'm sure you've had a glance over them. Yes. Do you think we're all in a ballpark area? Um, yeah, there are similar, similar predictions coming up in all three camps. So, yeah, uh, I suppose looking at the news, looking at stuff that's going on, you kind of, we're all looking at the same things. I mean, Adri did his, did his usual and he's, he's headed more towards the, the, the sporting Mm. question. I left him to that. I didn't want to do any sport relating because I knew Adri would, um, would cover them. So yeah. um, I left him to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, certain sport ones, you know, well, some of them are 50-50 and then things like that. It's I, I sort of, well, I did, what did I have? I had two sport ones, didn't I, this time around. Well, um, he had to go for the World Cup, didn't we? Jimmy, I've, I've noticed on yours, um, <laughs> you, there's one that you rejected. <laughs> yes, I, I had it down and then it came true, which was um, Shirley Temple dies. <sighs> And um, I took it out because I didn't want to be. Well, obviously, I wouldn't cheat, but it was so close to the call yeah. that I thought it best, yeah, politically to remove it. So I would have scored a point. And I'm hoping that the ones that we've we've pulled out of ours for for next year um, <laughs> <laughs> are not the ones that were were right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there you go when you start predicting things uh, and Jimmy in fact three or four of those were very very close I think know. I think last year we had some that were were pretty close but mm, yeah. didn't quite cut it but uh, it was just so funny last year with the um, the one that actually got us the main point was the one that we we put in as a joke and <laughs> <laughs> actually got go on with mind as I can't. it was the the Tom Daly coming out yeah that's it yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and last year I mean some of the predictions I'd made came true like about a month after we put them in yeah um, I've noticed that as well yeah <laughs> Jessup's went downhill and there was another one that, that something happened I forget what it was now 
But, um, yeah, it, it's still very difficult to predict things, isn't it? I think that's what makes it worthwhile doing the actual prediction show, because... Yeah, it I is mean, a bit of fun, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Jimmy actually passed the the baton over to the to the garbage pod to um, <laughs> to take it on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's a good bit of fun, and uh, as the year goes by, you sort of think, "Oh, did I predict that? Oh, yeah, I did. I know. I didn't know. No, I put that, didn't I?" <laughs> And the one yeah. thing that I noticed from last year was every time something was very close to it, um, you, you, you know, traveling home from somewhere, listening to it on the radio, and it's like, right, and now I've got to look that up when I get in because <laughs> yeah. that could be a point. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It could, it could be. be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done, Mark. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I have to send well, a message just, to Adrian. Uh, all we can now. say is better luck next year. In theory, we all should do quite well next year. <laughs> we're, we're a lot wiser now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think the biggest lesson to be learned is not to make it too definite. Be, be um, straight to the point, but vague. It's like a politician, yeah. If, I mean, I think with some of them, that, but with that no vote, I got from Scottish. I mean, it's 50-50, really. Yes, I mean, that was uh, the roll of the dice. Yeah, it's going to be a draw. I really thought it was going to go the other way, though. (laughs) Well, I I was, yeah, I was was concerned um, that I was going to lose that point at a couple of points (laughs) of the the referendum. um, I was going to stop buying shortbread, I know that. (laughs) I don't know if I could go that far. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Sales in Iron Brew have plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> Although Iron Brew is now being manufactured in Milton Keynes, so oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, this is it. All this, a lot of things that we sort of think are English or Scottish or whatever. When you look into it, they actually they're not brewed or made or came from um, no cheddar cheese at the moment is a good point 80 percent of the milk is imported yeah yeah i mean you look at um like different beers that you thought were from certain countries and the 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 lager that everyone assumes is british which is your carlin is canadian yeah Yeah, that's right yeah it's it is with a lot of things, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, Carlsberg fish- is brewed over here. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Foster's, I think, is brewed in... Is it, it used to be in buckets, yeah. <laughs> it used to be brewed in Mortlake at one time. I don't know if that brewery is still there, but um, it, was, mm. it was brewed in Mortlake. Um, and I think the Foster's in Australia tastes a lot different to the Foster's that we... If, no and love. If, if you ask most people from Australia about drinking Fosters, and nobody actually touches the bloody stuff, so oh, right, oh, well. yeah, it's yeah, the same well, as is... Blue Nun in Germany. They won't touch it. <laughs> no. no, that's right. I suppose they can't sell it in their own country. They see if they can export it to sell it in another country, and then advertise it as the traditional drink of the country. You and know? they're all laughing smugly, aren't they? Yeah. I'm sure we do it as well. It reminds me of a, a joke that um, Jasper Carrot once said about, um, it was about the Citroen 2CV. Um, he said, only the French could design a car like that and sell it to us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, true. Yeah. 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 Alright, well I think I'm going to go and drown my sorrows now. (laughs) Yes, I think think I'll uh, go and sulk. (laughs) (laughs) Before we go, I'll just say to the listeners that... um, have a look at our TGP nominal podcast. Uh, there, there are links to it on the, the main menu on the Garbage Pod uh, page, uh, or you can visit uh, www.tgpnominal.weebly.com. Just released our latest episode there. Also, you'll find on the menu is the, the Garbage Pod Tap Room, um, which is our directory of the beers that we. Um, review on our beer show um, granted at the moment there's only two beers on there because we've only done one beer show and that was the Christmas one but um, over the space of time it, it will grow as as you know well, what we try and do with the with the garbage pod beer shows is to get someone from the brewery to actually speak with us it's not just us reading what's on the back of the, the bottle we've, we've interacted with the people that have made the beer to um, discuss the process of making it so um Hopefully we can get a few more uh, breweries involved and uh, make some more beer shows. Would you uh, be interested? Yes. I thought you might. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me what beer you're getting. I'll get hold of it and I'll join you. If we are getting one from direct from the the brewery, I'll see if I can get uh, one sent over to you so that you can... um, That would be brilliant. If not, I will... Get hold of it somehow. So we, we, we've got some ideas of different breweries that we want to to speak to about it, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Brilliant. So once again, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. It's a pleasure being with you. It is, yes. And it, it doesn't it's seem like it was a, a year ago that we did this before, does it? <laughs> it certainly doesn't. No, no. Where did that year go to? <laughs> Down the drain, in my case, but. <laughs> And why did all those people make the wrong decisions? That's <laughs> right, yeah. I won't do what we normally do. I'll just finish it by saying, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic having you on board and um, I will uh, speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. Thank you and good night. Good night. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of The Garbage Pod. Be sure to visit www.thegarbagepod.weebly.com for the show notes for this or any other episode just look for the relevant tab in the menu while you're on the website why not have a nose about you can find out a little bit more about me and the rest of the crew and find out what's going on in the podosphere by reading the blog and much much more let us know what you think of the show send an email to garbagepod at virginmedia.com because your input is our output. Or you can use the social media icons at the top of the website, which include Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to subscribe to any of our podcasts, you can do so via iTunes, the RSS feed, TuneIn and Stitcher On Demand Radio. Don't forget to review us and give us a five-star rating. You can also listen to rebroadcasts of our shows on the 1800 Online Network at www.1800online.com. Weebly.com. If you like what we're doing here, then why not buy us a pint by clicking on the donate button on any of the podcast pages, the blog, or the video vault. And don't forget to spread the word about us. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you all again soon. The Garbage Pod is a Spamhead production.